afternoon. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm still Jane. And I'm Shannon. And today our topic is remember. Yes. Which is an incredible topic. It's it, There's so much in that one word, remember. There's a command. There's a acknowledgement of a gift God has given us, our brain. Mm-hmm. Um, can I read you this from yesterday? This song by uh, Lauren Daigle called Remember. And I'm, I took Pete home to Spearfish yesterday, so I listened to Christian music on the way home, and this is one of the songs that I heard, and, and uh, remembering is, is vital to us as humans. I mean, it's just vital. So, and I'll read, I won't read all this, but I'll read a lot of it. In the darkest hour when I cannot breathe, fear is on my chest, the weight of the world on me, everything is crashing down, everything I had known. When I wonder if I'm all alone, I remember, I remember, you have always been faithful to me. I remember, I remember, even when my own eyes could not see, you were there, always there. I will lift my eyes even in the pain, above all the lies. I know you can make a way. I have seen giants fall. I have seen mountains move. I have seen waters part because of you. I remember, you have always been faithful to me. Even when my own eyes could not see, you were there, always there. And then she repeats quite a few things. But I did like, I actually, it's the first time I actually looked at the lyrics, but she's remembering here, I've seen giants fall. I've seen mountains move. I've seen waters part because Mm -hmm. of you. And I know all of us have stories of how God has done incredible things in our past. Well, and uh, it's a beneficial thing to us to remember. God tells us to remember. So obviously it's something we need to do. And anytime we're in a situation where we feel overwhelmed, um, we have to remember that God's got us through things in the past. In similar fashion to anything else, um, if you're doing something, um, uh, I started riding my motorcycle again this year. And first time I got on, I bought a motorcycle. First time I got on the motorcycle, I was driving back from Rapid City. And I could hear the voices of my instructors in my head when certain situations came up. Oh, interesting. It's just one of those things that a situation came up. I hadn't really done it since high school. And I heard his instruction in my head and it happens exactly the way it's supposed to, just the way. So sometimes it's things that we have been taught. Sometimes it's experiences that we've had. But in times where we might start feeling overwhelmed... We need to remember what's happened in the past. Right. To the help blessings us. that we've had in the past, the way that God's helped us in the past. And for uh, for God to command us to remember, that's not for his benefit. That's for our benefit. Right. Solely for our benefit because then we'll, okay, God got us through something even worse than this last year. And we can get through again. And I'll read a scripture, J- Joshua, oh, excuse me, not Joshua, Deuteronomy 8.2. Remember every road that God led you on for those 40 years in the wilderness, pushing you to your limits, testing you so he would know what you were made of, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He put you through hard times. Remember every road. Remember every place you've been. Uh, Psalms mentions it an awful lot. Okay. Got some scripture for us? Yeah. Psalm 103 too. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Yes. Don't forget what he does Psalm for you. Psalm one nineteen fifty five. I remember your name in the light. In the night, O Lord, and keep your law. So, um, I found this 
it was a very short little article. Okay. Um, from a website called uh, The Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer, which I think is really cool. Uh-huh. I read there. That's cool. It's out of England. That's their website? Yeah. Name? Cool. But it's what they're doing. Okay. They're, they're putting 100 answered prayers together as a prayer wall. Okay. To show people that God's answering prayers. Or a hundred. A million. A million prayers. Cool. I thought that was kind of a neat thing. That is cool. Can we but send one of the in? things they talk about here is um, the fact that memorial stones were used in the Bible. Yes. At different places when something significant happened, there would be a memorial stone there to remember. Every time you saw those stones stacked up. To remember. You knew you were to remember. Um, even God gave us a rainbow. Right, to remember his to covenant. To remind us that his covenant was that he would never destroy the earth with water again. Um, all of those things that happen, uh, they're physical things to remind us of God's promises and, and things that God has fulfilled. But one of the things they mention here that I think is really important is that we need to remember that remembering is not passive. Correct, yes. I mean, we can... Something can flit in your mind. Yeah, you, but... can, you can suddenly have something pop through your mind, but you have to intentionally remember. And and to do that, you need to focus on something. If you want to remember something, we all remember in... in here we go, the word remember. Uh, we all remember in school when you were a kid and you had to memorize something. Yeah. They would use flashcards. Right. And you do it over and over again. Or you write it down several times in a row. Uh-huh. There's various things you can do. Uh, one of the things, the way my brain works, if I'm listening to someone lecture or something like that, I will write down notes as it goes. I don't read those notes again, but because yeah. I wrote them, now I remember Then you remember. Them. So there's various things, various techniques you can use to intentionally memorize things. And what you, what memory what memorize means is to commit it to your memory so you can access it. Mm-hmm. So we have to actively, intentionally remember. And, so, you know, you brought those methods up. Mm-hmm. I think also uh, we all know how we had to do it to memory to, to memorize things. I'm one that I do write things down that helps me remember, but someone else might have to hear it over and over. Or that what what are the things when they put the the letter, you know, they make a sentence out of it, an acronym. Anagram. An anagram. Maybe you do anagrams, but whatever helps you remember things, commit that, to, use that with the word, the promises. There's a quote from an author named Bill Johnson um, from a book in, uh, called Release the Power of Jesus. Remembering is something that someone can learn to do through choice, and that in turn helps to develop spiritual sensitivities. It's as though we can choose to subject ourselves to the influence of the miraculous through biblical meditation and then brace ourselves for the supernatural result. Mm. So this active, I, I like this, the concept of helps us develop spiritual sensitivity. Yeah. When we actively are memorizing the things that God has done, the promises God has given us for the future, um, the things that God has done in our lives in the past, when we when we meditate on that and we think about those things and we, we pull it together, kind of like the old Sunday school song, Count Your Blessings, yes. name them one by one. Yeah. When we do those things, become we become more spiritually sensitive so that in a time when I need to pull that memory out, just like I might have to pull a verse out in right. my head, there are times when that's necessary and that's what gives me 
that's what gives me strength and comfort and that's what lets me know that God is with me um, that is something that we need to focus on and I don't think enough people do no and you know what I'm thinking of when you were talking hmm. how our modern society this this electronic internet society has lessened our chance to remember things because hmm. when we were kids we probably knew what 50 phone numbers or maybe not that many but 20 or 30 now i mean how many phone numbers do you know i mean how many I don't do, have to I'm most on my people phone and I click you, the name and it calls it and that's what most people do i know right. and kids don't read books anymore because they can just look it up online yeah but boy and, when you had to go to the card catalog to find a book in the library it was a memorable experience and yes. your knowing things alphabetically was not an issue. You were automatically alphabetically. There was so inclined. much. We we were better at memory. But uh, if I if I were when I was teaching, I'd tell kids to look something up in a book alphabetically, and they'd have to be going through the alphabet in their mind uh -huh. to remember where the letters were, as if they were kindergartners, uh, because they just don't use it. And yeah. If you don't use it, you, it fades. Yes. Jesus told us to remember too. Mm -hmm. uh, First Corinthians eleven twenty four. He had said, "This is my body. Do this in, in remembrance. remembrance of me." So Jesus right. says, "Remember me. Remember me." Right, and that's why everything like Passover and all the festivals that were given by Moses to the people was to remind them of what God had done for them in the past, not just out of a "You owe me because I did these things," but because it's a promise. Yeah. Memories of what has, what God has done in the past is a promise for what God will do in your future. Right. You know, if you think of a little kid who uh, his 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 father picks him up every day after school, and this mm -hmm. is that this is something that happens every single day. So that child after school will stand on the sidewalk waiting for his dad. If his dad is not there at that exact moment, he remembers. Well, dad always picks me up, mm -hmm. and. And when dad comes, there he is. So he's he's uh, anticipating when dad picks him up because he knows he's going to because he knows his dad will pick him up. Mm -hmm. And even more so, our Heavenly Father is so much more reliable than, you know, because uh, if a earthly father for some reason can't pick up his kid, then he will make allowances. You know, he'll, he'll work it out. But when God says he's going to do something, he will do it. And just like the child waiting for the father, sometimes God's timing is not our timing. But um, Yeah, and then we get impatient, and then we... And we, we've talked about remembering what God has done for us. We also remember have to remember who God is. That's a good one. Yeah. We need to remember who he is and, and what role he has in our lives and the power that he has. Yeah. When we call on God, we're calling on the ultimate power. Yeah. We have to remember that. It's not. It's not just a... A flippant thing and and if we were to if we treat that relationship with God as if it's a, a no big deal kind of passing thing that relationship is not true and if it was someone else that you had a relationship with that you hadn't talked to in two years you call them up and ask them a favor they'd probably think about it and say well you haven't talked to me in two years yeah and I you know God always wants the very best for us, but uh, not a Santa Claus. That's not who he is. You know, it's, it's, This is not a, a wishing well or a genie in a lamp sort of thing. Our relationship with God is different than that. But we need to remember um, that God's ways are just and he is faithful. 
uh, Deuteronomy 32.4, the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. The God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. Hebrews 11.6 says, God loves to reward those who seek him. And so maybe it is a situation where you've not been real faithful to God. You just kind of zoned out and just lived life without calling on him. Well, if you honestly want to call on him, he'll be there. You know, he, he, it might have been years, but he is waiting for you to call on him. I wrote down a little list, four things of things we need to remember. Okay. And I think they're good. So we've been talking about remember scripture promises because we know God will fulfill them. And remember who God is because he's... Because who he is. Yes. That's... God never changes. He's saying yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Uh, Titus said, uh, Titus 1, it says, God who never lies. First uh, John, John four sixteen. So you've come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Those promises are... Remembering who God is really helps with the lies we're told by the world and by Satan. Mm-hmm. Because Satan will say, well... God can't use you. You just are such a big sinner. I mean, how can he'll he'll you'll get con- condemning thoughts from the world right. and from Satan. Even your own flesh will say, "Look at what you did. You're a loser." And that's not from God. No. And the thing that we can always the thing we have to remember about God is that's why uh, David refers to him often as the, my rock. Yeah. It doesn't. He doesn't change, and he is absolute. No matter what else is going on, no matter what else you're hearing, God never changed. So if God doesn't change, that's something you can always go back to and hold on to. Yeah. Then a third one, this is another one I've thought of. Well, actually, is this the third one for us? I don't know. Uh, Remember what God says to you personally. Mm -hmm. And one of the perfect examples from our lives is that way back in 2002... When we decided, we fe- I felt, and you felt too. I mean, it was just like this. We just knew it was God. That God said, if you say yes to her, to Maggie, I will bring her home. Mm-hmm. And we had no money. And and um, Maggie's probably was the cheapest international adoption ever, but it's still thousands of dollars. But we really believed that God said, if you say yes, I will bring her home. And he did. It took two and a half years, but he still brought her home. And so when you know that you know that you know that God has said something to you, hold on to that. Because sometimes he He gives you a, I'm going to do this in your life, or he gives us a vision of something. And then we have to go back to living and working toward whatever. But sometimes those visions look impossible. And even with Maggie's vision, or bringing Maggie home, it was impossible because the the government said no. Her government said no. But then God moved governments and brought her home. So it doesn't matter what anybody says. If God has told you something and you know it, you hold on to that. Can you think of something else God has told you? I know when I when I met you, when I proposed to you the first time and you said no. Um, I didn't really say no. I just said I can't say yes. But Pete told us on the way home, he said, Mom, that means no. That's no. Yes, that means no, dear. Oh, okay. Well, okay. She said no because I wasn't a believer at the time. And when I came to Christ, um, I initially had no intention of asking again. Really? 
No, I didn't know that. I we, called you and I told you that I had accepted oh my, Christ. Yeah. And my life had changed. But I didn't think it was that you were even going to take it me seriously after that. Um, I didn't know that. But, you know, that promise of God came through for me too at that point in time. Yeah. When I called you and told you, you said, well, are you going to ask me again or what? Those were your words. Distinctly, I remember them very clearly. Were well, you going to ask me again or what? I should have asked you. If I'm a real woman, I could have asked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not how it works. So. I will say. I think another. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. No. No. Go no. Ahead. You go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. I can think of another promise God gave me. Okay. And it's just silly. I know you know this, but they might not know it. And it go. It's to deal with us getting married again. When Shannon left Somalia, Africa, like a week before I did, and that week after not even left. A week. Few days. Well, I left on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and I left on the twenty second, I think, or the twenty first. Oh, it felt like a week. Yeah. I don't know how long it was, but it felt like a week and it was so darn lonely. Everyone had gone. Our friend Cray had gone, you had gone. I had no one to hang out with. But anyway, and I was just miserable and uh this uh I don't even know who he was. He's not, he wasn't famous, but this Christian singer came to entertain the troops for Christmas and um I don't even know if he was good or not. I all I know, and this will sound so dumb, but the guy had blue eyes, and I kept thinking of Shannon's got beautiful blue eyes, and I just really felt impressed. And maybe it was just me, but it felt like it was God that Shannon will accept Jesus on Christmas Eve. And that, actually, I did. And you never told me that before. Oh yeah, well you never told me this story. Oh really? Well, that's what it was. This and I, like I said, I he was not a. a a well-known, well, if he was, I didn't know, but I don't think he was. He was just some Christian singer that had come, had come over, and I saw him singing, and all I noticed was his blue eyes and thinking of you, and I just really felt God told me Shannon well accepted me on Christmas Eve at the Brethren Church. Yeah, I didn't make that up, because you had told me once about a Brethren Church. That's, that's where I was. Yeah, yeah and so... Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing, but there's been many things there. Uh, God always provides, even though when things look horrible, God, anyway, that was, but those are the things God says to you personally. Okay. So think I think of, another thing we need to remember is we need to remember where we came from. Oh, that's good. Um, I got a passage here from Romans, Romans six okay. seventeen through 19. Once you were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living, so that you will become holy. We need to remember who we are now, but also where we came from. Oh, that's good. Our salvation is the greatest gift we could have ever received. And to become children of, of God, understanding who God is was one of the things we remember, but also the fact that we are now his children. And so sin does not have have uh, rule over us. We are not slaves to sin anymore. We, right. are, we are bondservants of God. That is a pretty powerful thing to say. And where is that? Maybe you'll have to look it up because I can't think of it. Hmm. Um, if God has begun a good work in you, he will complete it. Oh, I think it's in Philippians, but I, I can't think of it. 
Well, Shannon's looking that up. I did think of something else. But... Philippians 1.6. Oh, would you read that? I am certain that God who began the work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Oh, yes. And now I remember because it relates to what you said. Mm -hmm. When you're thinking back about where you came from, also look back on how God, how you were a different person than you were Mm -hmm. so many years ago or or even last week if you just accepted Christ. Because I've, I've done that. I found some old journals from like, right before I was saved, and I'm like, oh, what an awful person I was. I shouldn't say that. I mean, but I mean, I was just like, I'm so, I am not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, and as we grow, I'm not even the same person I was a year ago. You right. know, what we all are constantly growing, and that's a, that's a promise, because it's a, it's, it's proof that God is working in us, because we cannot change ourselves, mm-hmm. no matter, even if we want to. And you can see that in in uh, if you meet someone who has lived his or her whole life without Christ, and they're however old they are, and even if they're well-meaning, they will fall back into same sins. They'll fall back into same kind of patterns of behavior. They'll fall back into saying the same kinds of things because we can't we can't make ourselves better. No self-improvement program, no self-help program is going to, I mean, they always have some good tips or whatever, but Mm -hmm. without the power of God, we are not much. And people, people try and they endeavor and, um, you know, I, I look at, I've been in gyms most of my life, various times, various reasons. Um, January, everybody comes out with the best of intentions and yes. New Year's resolutions and all these things with the very best of intentions. The vast majority of people do not stick with it. It's just impossible for them to, to do it because they're trying to force themselves to be something that they're not. Yeah, we can't do that. And it's, it's not possible. But in addition to that, we need to remember all the promises that God has made and kept already. Um, I got a passage out of Joshua here. I loved it. The book of Joshua. Joshua twenty three fourteen says, "Now I'm about to go away from, go the way of all the earth." So Joshua's about to die here, uh-huh. and he says, "You know, with all your heart and soul, that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed." Wow, that's good. Everything has been fulfilled, and we we look at uh, prophecy in the Bible, and it's amazing. Uh, the fact that anything can come true, that any prophecy can can come through the way it is, the odds and stuff. But the fact that God has fulfilled all of the prophecy and the stuff that he has not yet fulfilled will be fulfilled. Yeah. And we were talking about that. We were talking about Revelations last mm-hmm. week. Um, the, the promises that God has for us, the things that he wants for us are, are amazing. Um, Philippians 4.19, And my God will supply... Every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a hope and a future. Second mm-hmm. Peter 1, 4. By which he granted to us his present precious and very great promises. So that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Mm-hmm. So it says right there, through his promises we we escape from the world god has promised us eternal life we escape 
the world of sin. Um, God has promised to be with us. We are not alone. Mm-hmm. And anytime something not of God enters your mind, it's trying to sneak in when he's still there, and all you got to do is pull him back out, and it goes. Right. Now, that's another thing we, we have to remember is just the, remember the promises. God yes. Gave us. And with that, this isn't on my list, but it's another thing, and it is remember spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Remember it's there. The, the, the devil loves to help us forget that, that it's spiritual warfare is there. And when we forget it, it's to our own peril because we will get caught blindsided by something. I don't remember. There was something recently, and I just like, this is probably just spiritual warfare. And you said, yeah. I don't remember. Maybe it was, mm-hmm. I, it was something. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, it's it's good to remember that it's there because sometimes if things are just screwed up and just odd that, oh, I know, we, we had a little disagreement on Thanksgiving Day. It was just so dumb. And normally Shannon and I don't, we really, I don't know, we don't, she, Pete was here and I said, oh, Pete, I'm sorry, we had a fight. He goes, oh, that's all right. He says, I remember you had a fight one time. Sometime or whatever. So one of our, our twenty-one-year-old son says, "I remember one time you guys had a." Fight. Yeah. So I mean, we don't we don't usually. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It's not a. It's not a thing for us. And this one was just so. And it was there just was so, no reasoning behind any of it. Yeah, it was also dumb. It was and just a feeling that we had at the time, and I think that yeah. But, but you and know, I the hardest we have to remember yeah. was spiritual warfare too, just like in in warfare in general. Both of us being in the military. Um, situational awareness what's going on around you yeah if we remember that that is going on that there is someone that wants to take control of your mind control of your body control of your life there is someone with uh bad intentions that has that desire to come after you yeah you would watch for that person right if you knew there was someone that meant you harm that's going to be stalking you yeah keep your eyes wide open looking for them and make plans and ways of avoiding that situation and and overcoming it. And as a soldier, it's the same sort of thing. If you're in a combat zone, you can't forget that's where you are. Mm -hmm. You have to put on your your helmet and your flak Mm -hmm. vest. You put on the full armor of God every morning the same way, every day. Mm -hmm. You know, every day we're meant to do that because that war is ongoing. And until Christ comes again, we we will always, always be targets of the enemy. So until Christ returns, we need to be in a warfare mindset where we are understanding mm-hmm. that that attacks are are expected. And the thing about them, they feel so personal. So it's so deceptive because you think hmm. you think it's the other person, but really they just it's just dumb. So when you recognize it, you can go, "Oh, that's what it is," and then then we're just, fine. Yes, it's, and that's one of those things that um, I think we also need to be remembering is that. Um, there is a battle going on all around yeah. us right now, right here. Yeah. And if we let that slide out of our mind and deceive ourselves into thinking that's not going on, yeah, it would be very easy to let the enemy sneak in little things into your mind or into your life right. because you're not paying attention. Yeah, that's it. You're not paying attention. Yes. Okay, another one. Don't be caught sleeping on guard duty. Another thing that we're supposed to remember or... Colossians 4.18, Paul's writing and he says, remember my chains, grace be with you. So I think we need to remember other people and their lives. Either one, to to 
to remind ourselves how God is working in them and as use an, as an example, example as using right. their lives to 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 bless us because we learn from them too and also where they're at right now. So like Paul, remember remember he's in prison right now. So uh, that if you remember if you remember someone's in prison, then it's a perfect time to pray for them or or whatever you're supposed to do. But yeah, we're supposed to remember other people remember his chains and remember whatever but uh and yeah remember other people remember what god has done for us remember the promises remember the war that we're in um we also have to remember and this is the best one yet in my opinion Ooh, can't wait we need to remember that one of the promises of god is the return oh that, that is christ good. will return that this is this battle this warfare mindset it's, it's tough. It's tough when you're in a in a situation where you're in a combat zone kind of situation. It's draining yeah. because it's a constant fight and it's constant alertness. It's constant everything. And if you let slip something serious, something negative, something deadly can happen. And if we're living in that mindset, we have to have the hope that it's going to end. That's why you fight. We know who wins. You can go to Revelation, read the end of the book, you know, read the end yeah. of the story before the, you know, before uh, yeah, you it happens. Should. That, You'll get blessed if you read that Revelation. That prophecy there. But yeah. the Bible is really clear that he's coming back. Yes. Uh, Matthew 24, 27, Jesus said, For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of man. He's coming back, the Son of Man. And he'll make everything right. Right. And that's the way with God's timing, too. If you think back, God has never failed you. The only times if you've ever felt like he has or he hasn't come through, it's because he hasn't come through on your timetable. You know, sometimes we we think God should do it on our timetable, but that's not how he works. He does it at the best possible time, and he'll sustain us and keep us where we need to be until he comes through. But he's never failed Ever, ever, no, ever. And, and this is that is another one of the promises of God. Jesus said, I'm coming back. He said, I'm preparing a place for you in heaven. Um, over and over again, these promises have been made. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't know when. No. Matthew 25, 13 says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day or the hour. And Matthew 24, 44 says, Therefore you must also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Yeah. But the hope that that's going to happen right. should be what drives us. And the, the joy of, of Christ's return should be what drives us on a daily basis. Amen. Every breath you take is a breath closer to heaven. That's really good. Thanks for listening. Oh, God bless. And remember. Jesus loves you.